it going? Good, how you doing? I did wonderful. Uh, that is the great and amazing kiss. Thinking about banging sixteen-year-old chicks. Yeah, it should be called pedophile. It really should. I mean, it's a. Uh, you know, when I was sixteen, it was like, yeah. Yeah, when you're sixteen. Not so much now. How? When you were sixteen, how old were the guys in Kiss? Fifty-two. So yeah, you have I don't know, 27, you, 28, you, you have thirty. Twenty-five-plus-year-old men oh, dressed yeah. up in makeup. Oh yeah. Talking about a sixteen-year-old girl. Oh, weird shit, dude. No question. <laughs> Very weird. And the funny thing is, so Gene Simmons wrote that song. I'm totally shocked. Yeah. So he, years later, you know, after he had a daughter and started realizing, "Mm, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. You know, he said, oh, no, I wrote that song about a car. (laughs) Right. What? 1916? Like I've seen I wrote the, that about a car. It was a car named Christine. Get I, the hell out I've of here. I've seen the movie Christine with the car. I get it, but I don't think it's a 1916. What was that? A uh, Was that a Bel Air? I don't the, have any idea. You know what movie I'm talking about, right? Yeah. I, I, the it, Stephen King off the Stephen yeah, it's, King Yeah, it's book. one of the ones I didn't bother to watch. It was pretty good. Was it? Yeah. Okay. It was good. You say so. Yeah. All, all those... Those movies back then were pretty decent. I was forced to watch them all. When I was you were forced. You, yeah. Somebody held a gun to your head. No, we had one TV, and my brother pretty much controlled what we wanted. Mm. See, see, that's why you get your bro- brother back for shit now. <laughs> right? Right. That's why you give him noogies now. Wait, know. he's even taller than you, isn't he? No, he's about my height. Maybe Is he? a little bit higher. Yeah. But if he... if. <laughs> I'm busting his He's going to love this. If I did that, he could probably lose more hair, which he can't afford to do at this point. I was blessed with the hair and the the head, the hairy uh, head in the family. That didn't didn't sound exactly right. That was a burn. He's going to make a clip of that, too. I'll tell you what, I wouldn't take that from you if I was him. (laughs) Trust me, I had daily beatings when I was a kid. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. They were called daily beatings. And if it wasn't my brother, it was my mother. Where'd you how to, Where'd you learn how to fight? Well, you. I, I talked to people like, so when when was your first fight? I was like, I don't know, probably like four or five years old. They're like, seriously? <laughs> I'm like, dude. Well, sure. In my house, it was it was it was constant. And then my mother, when we got a little bit older, my mother was like, if you guys are gonna fight, take this outside. Put your dirt. Put your outside clothes on because we weren't allowed to go outside. You know, you come home from school, you got your school yeah. clothes, and you go outside. Those clothes are for nice. Oh right, yeah. Because <laughs> if I messed up my, if I got grass jeans at school, or I got grass stains on my jeans at school, I, I, my mom would freak out. I like, love that expression. That's a Dutchy thing. I never heard it till I moved here to Berks County, what's that? and when I heard somebody say, "Now don't do that. That's for nice." For nice, what does that mean? I don't know. That was <laughs> my parents from were from over for from, from Philly. So no, but the one time my mom was like, "Okay, you guys are gonna fight. You're gonna take it outside." So we put our outside clothes on and went outside and literally beat the crap out of each other, like blood, bloody noses, black eyes, and shit. Poop like that. on the ground. Right. We came inside. My mom was like. What the hell happened to you? Well, you told us to go outside, and we literally, and I knew how to end fights because my brother was always bigger than me because he's two and a half years older than me. But uh, I always knew how to end the. F- it, I just punched him in the nose. He had like a deviated septum when we were kids, so uh-huh. we get bloody noses like that. So if I just got tired of it, punch him right in the nose, and there's blood everywhere. So I would go over to punch in the balls. I would think that would pretty much end it. No, 
No. <laughs> no, I think I, I, maybe my brother has this capability too. I've been in a lot of fights in my life and tried to, you know, just be, oh, hit the big guy in the nuts. Doesn't phase me. Once you piss me off enough, I don't feel a damn thing. And my adrenaline gets that high? Nope. Dude, I felt it just thinking about it. Ask some of the people that have seen me fight. <laughs> There's nothing stuff. I felt it just now thinking about it. I mean, it doesn't feel good, but it doesn't phase me. I get insane with that stuff, dude. <laughs> you I'm go to serious. another level. Yeah, I, I call it hulking out. I literally don't feel anything. I don't stop. Okay. <laughs> That's why I don't fight anymore, because I'd be in jail. <laughs> That's why I tried to do it nicely when I was training um, Muay Thai. And that way I could do it legally and hurt people without getting, hey, you just want to go a little bit lighter. Okay. You broke that dude's leg. Yeah, well, it happens. It was nice to get trained even better because I was already good at fighting. Mm. And then I started, I took a couple years of um, martial arts and stuff like that. Why'd you give it up? I had to retire because of my back and my, 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 I broke my left toe so many times from kicking elbows, and it's just, <laughs> it's painful. That in my back. I was going to say, like a broken toe, and there's nothing they can do about it. You no. just got to deal with it. Yes, I broke it. Probably. But it heals quickly, right? No, not when you break it 10 times. No, I, I thought that was the deal. Like, like it, it would basically heal in three Mine got so bad that I was getting shots in it once a month. <laughs> And then the doctor was like, listen, I'm like, the shots aren't doing anything. They're like, well, he's like, well, we can fuse it. Can we rub some cocaine on it? Maybe like, that'll do it. <laughs> like, I literally have a vertical bunion now. I've broken my toe so many oh, times. Oh, God. And uh, so the the uh, the gentleman, the uh, master of the dojo, it was his his place. And he's like, man, I, I, I can't have you train here anymore. <laughs> the sensei. Yes. There we go. That's well, the they, yeah, but he's a local one. So he's like, hey, man, I love you coming here and everything. But it was all little kids, so I couldn't. There was all the you didn't want to dominate ten year olds. No, man. It was like one of the dudes that I trained with was everybody was younger than me, but um, he was at least heavier than I was, and he I could train with him. So he was my sparring partner, and I was trained with him. And then when he left and went down to KOP, had me sparring against like sixteen year old girls. I'm like, dude, come on, this is not going to go well. Oh, I literally, my fighting style is like <laughs> Conor McGregor's. If you ever seen Conor McGregor fight? I have really long arms, so you stick your left arm out. Now I can fight southpaw and and regular, so I'd stick my left arm out. And I literally just put my hand on their on their foreheads when they're trying to hit me. It just wasn't fair. Like my brother used to do to me. Got it. <laughs> okay, you ready to start this here show? Yes, sir. All right. Where do I have it? I have it right here. Here we go. We're, we're on top of stuff. Welcome to the Exeter Underground, the weekly news and opinion forum for the people of Exeter, about the people of Exeter, and by the people of Exeter, keeping you up to date on the happenings of our town that you just can't find anywhere else. Here are your hosts, Jerry Gellif and Kevin Foles. Hey now, everybody. Welcome, welcome one and all to episode number 43 of the Exeter Underground. Hyperlocal news for Exeter Township. Hyperlocal news and analysis for Exeter Township. I'm Jerry Gellif. He is... Kevin Fold. And we are here to inform, titillate, and... Uh, Point things out. And uh, entertain, <laughs> amuse. Like I said to you when we were just talking about doing the show this week, I was like, 
I kind of feel like we're beating a dead horse in the whole thing, pointing yes. out their hypocrisy. Yeah. And because they're doing the same thing. But with stuff that we've we've come, that we've seen, it's just even worse. Well, so let's dig in a little deeper to what you're talking about. Like when we talked about the show, I mean, I already had it in my head and I expressed it to you that we, we are just beating this thing with the supervisors to death that they can't get along, that they refuse to get along. But a couple of instances came up this week, which just made it very crystal clear mm-hmm. as to like, what is the problem? And so how do you avoid talking about it? Well, yeah, every meeting, if we, if we are to cover the meeting, the supervisor's meeting, and be like, okay, this is what they talked about. And when they sit there and do the same exact thing. Exactly. That, and break their own policy that they just voted in. Yep. And complain about Dave Hughes by doing what Dave Hughes is doing. Right. It totally makes sense. And so if they're doing this every week, are we not supposed to cover it? So it's kind of like you're juggling, okay, we're beating a dead horse, but... It's not, I, let's just say it, it's not us beating a dead horse. It's them beating a dead horse. If they're doing the same, are we going to bash the government for continuing to spend trillions of dollars every year? Yeah. It's not beating a dead horse when they do it. I mean, we're what, $32 trillion in debt now? Mm-hmm. I'm old enough to remember when we had like 800000 when Reagan was president. After Reagan's president? Million. Was it a $1 million? I thought it was 800000000 800 million. 800 million, whatever. But still, he was the first one that really added on to the debt. And I, you know. Whatever, but we we it's still been a party talk about since. It. Yeah, but we still cover it. We still talk about it, right? You know what I mean. So if they're going to continue to play the same game, we have to cover it. Yeah, it's uh, it's disturbing because as I thought about it, you know, it, there was so many things in this three hour and like twenty five minute meeting that I could have pulled clips for, and that mm-hmm. we could have just gone off about. Endlessly, and I just kept saying to myself, "Yeah," and I actually have all. I have time signatures. Yep. You know, I I make notes while watching the media. Okay, here's a clip. Here's a clip. Type of thing. And I was just like, "How many times are we going to do this?" I mean, I'm frigging getting bored with it. I take. I I look at it like this. Like I've said, Dave Hughes is the Trump is Exeter's Trump. Mm. Okay. And (laughs) so he asks questions and stuff like that. And then you have all the people that are saying that we're doing like the same thing with Trump was president. Why why are you being so divisive, you racist, fascist pig? That's exactly what the supervisors are doing. Why they're they're insulting him while complaining about him insulting people and refusing to acknowledge that their divisiveness is just as just as divisive as what he's doing. So I, would, I mean like I would like, say it's worse because there's how many of them are there? 22. What it seems with well, that's with their egos, with Ted's ego up in there. Ted's ego is 19. But they're doing the same exact thing. The difference Ted's is Ted's bald is, ego is 19 of those 22. The difference is is that I I I maybe they don't see it. No, they. I, I think they don't see it. I think they refuse to see it. They are the knights in, in you know, shining armor, and Dave Hughes is 
the the black knight standing there with his sword saying none shall pass right you know yeah that that's that's the way they view themselves because they're such narcissistic yes, pieces are. of garbage only their way can be the right way yeah. only them and then they pay- and their their group of followers mm-hmm. okay have the exact same image and and I guess it's the same on the Dave Hughes side yeah are you are you speaking of Roy Foy I could be but but I don't want to talk about Roy. I think we beat him pretty hard last week. He's been very quiet online. That's good. May have learned. Boy, may have learned. Well, you know, you can't say so many things like that. Be rude like that. So anyway, it's I, I, I just... I, I, I don't want to say I was appalled because I'm not appalled by it. I actually, I laugh at it. At this point, yes. Again, we're if it's beating a dead horse and they continue to do the same thing every week, every week, and we have to cover it. Yeah. And at some point, it's kind of like if you get punched in the face by the same person every day. Yeah. At the end of the year, you're gonna <laughs> not even gonna notice. We're here, it. here again, again. This is day three sixty five, and you've just punched me in the face again, and you're gonna get immune to it. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I. Maybe that's why I don't feel getting kicked in the balls. I've been kicked in the balls so many times, Jared. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. It's like the broken toe. You don't even feel it anymore. Uh, unfortunately, I do. All right. So then, as long as we're on that particular subject, let's go with that clip. We only have three clips from the uh, from the meeting. I mean, we're not going to inundate you with it. But uh, we're also, when we get done with these clips, we're going we're gonna to read into or, or we're going to read from the harassment report because whoever it is that put up the three pages of it last week, they put 12 more and there's 15 pages now on the Exeter's wiki leaky. Yeah. Page, whatever that is. And thank you for doing it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for doing it. It's almost got to be a listener to this show. Got to be almost right. I would assume. Yeah. So yes, thank you for doing that, but we'll get to that after I want to clear these out real quick. So as long as we're talking about this hypocrisy thing, all right, so what happened is that that uh, Betsy tried to hook the township up with the uh, this group at Albright College called the Center for Excellence mm-hmm. in Local Government. Mm-hmm. And they were going to agree to help with a, a five-year budget plan or some kind of thing like that, which, I to me, you don't turn to something called the Center for Excellence in Local Government, I think they're going to give you more and more spending. So from like our perspective, this is a bad move, but this is what they tried to do. So the Center for Excellence in Local Government sent a letter saying, well, with all the political shenanigans going on, I'm paraphrasing, of course, we don't know if we should, uh, you know, come and do this because we could be damaged by it. And you know what? I, I don't believe for a quarter of a second no, no. that they did that. I believe it was prompted by one of the members of the board. Oh, you don't think I they think said that it? the whole thing is a setup personally and and it yes, it's a conspiracy theory. 100% conspiracy theory there, but I don't think that anybody who's going to be involved in a center for excellence in local government is going to go, "Yeah, I'm not going to help well, a who, local who, government." Who asked them to do it? Betsy? She's uh, yeah, she made the initial contact I so guess. does does she know someone there maybe since she's uh, worked maybe them. maybe no, maybe no. i maybe they didn't write that or whatever they worked with someone to write it i don't really know and honestly i really don't care i would say go ahead go ahead do it for free since they're doing it right. for free you go ahead do it and we'll take a look at it yeah 
Yeah, but it, I don't that have, doesn't hurt don't to have look. To, that's like we, we what we covered with the uh, with the school board the other week with them doing everything that that uh, the, the bus pri- patrol thing. Yeah, the press. Well, no, no, no. The private group that that says they should do this and do this. Remember that what they were doing policy and said you should do this policy. Oh, that oh, policy? Uh, PSBA. Yeah, yeah. And that's what kind of like this is. Well, you you can tell us. It doesn't necessarily mean that we yeah. have to do it or we're going to do it. But if someone's going to give me more information and do a five-year budget or say, maybe you could take, this is the part of capitalism that you like. Okay, I like parts of this and I'll add it. And it's, it's states, government, same thing. Little idea here, little idea here. You might look through that five-year budget and be like, hey, there's a few things in here that I like. It doesn't mean you have to do all of them, but you can do a few of them. See, now that makes an even even more of a point to what I just said. Because in saying that, like, why wouldn't they just do this? How does it damage them to hand them mm-hmm. a five-year budget plan? Yeah, that's why. Okay, it, it, take it or leave it. Yeah. Take it or leave it. Doesn't matter. No reflection on us if you take it or you leave it. Or if one of your members or more of your members say, ah, these guys are no good. Yeah. It has it's no reflection on you. See, that's why I think it's BS. That it's complete and utter bullshit. I'm not even gonna go to BS. Yeah. I think a member of that board contacted them, somebody knew them, and said, Hey, send a letter and say Dave, you sucks ass. Yeah. But don't say that directly. Yeah. Just make it seem obtuse. I completely and totally buy into, and again, I admit it's a conspiracy theory, but it makes sense to me. It does, but it, I don't. When have you ever heard a place doing saying something like that? That's why it, to add on to my your, reputation could be. How is your reputation going to be hurt? To add on to Kiss your ass. To add on to your con conspiracy, um, I've never heard of that ever happening. Right. <laughs> this is a nonprofit organization. How are you going to be harmed by? The actions of somebody else. I'm like, I don't under... You can only be harmed by your own actions. Yeah. But it's also funny that they think that Dave Hughes is the problem. Yeah. Solely. Yeah. Solely. So, well, we're going to get into that right now. The big so, meanie. So, <laughs> we're going to get into that. <laughs> All right, so here we go. I just want... Uh, on, on the issue of the, the, the uh, vend- uh, potential vendors... Uh, Concerns about this. Uh, I don't think that the information specifically pointed out any one supervisor. Depending on what side of the fence you're on, some people might think the six of you are a problem and I'm not the problem. Or maybe they all think out in Berks County that I am the problem. So I, I don't know. But I, I don't think we should assume that. I think in, 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 the, in, in the whole picture of the thing, we are all the problem. I think that is a really good judgment. It is. And it, for him to do that, it should, it's a little self-deprecating, but it's he's maybe aware of how he's perceived. Yep. Where obviously Ted and George and Michelle and Dave Vollmer are not. They can't see it. They, they cannot. They, they prove it with, with Ted's comment coming up. And, and I'm going to give Betsy some props here too, mm-hmm. where, uh, and I didn't include it in the clip, but she said, you know, there's no question that I, that I also contributed to this. Right. But the others can't say we contributed. No, because they're up, they're going to, they're not, well, they're up for election, I guess. I and say. they're busy powdering their own bottoms. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Thank, thank you, Supervisor Hughes. Uh, Vice Chair Gardella, the floor is yours. There, there, there can be no more compelling testimony to support the letter that was sent than Mr. Hughes' comments. See, there it is. I will not take responsibility for, for any of this. It's all him. He's the big meanie. And then people wonder why Dave Hughes doesn't want to work with them. Oh, great stellar point. Like like we said on the show before, how many times is a dog going to bite you until you until you bite back? Right. Like Dave Hughes, it seemed like, again, Trump of Exeter, it seems like a counterpuncher, especially mm -hmm. when he's, he listen, what he's doing is pointing out and asking questions. Which is actually in some of the report that we'll get into. Right. There's if I, I just guess they're so f filled with power that they don't like to be questioned. It, exactly it. I, and it just it does not it does not look well. And then Ted's just adding on to how he's perceived in the township as it is. He likes to talk about his experience, but none of it can be validated. There's no verified. You know, experience level. He keeps talking about, you know, his great experience. What is that? And that's again, like Ted said a couple of meetings ago. Well, you well, you flip a house and you flipped one house in California. You think you know real estate? Remember when he said that? Yeah, <laughs> like dude, yeah, like this is the part, Ted. The, all you do is spew negativity and then complain about someone being negative. Have listen to the meetings yourself. Instead of having your hate for Dave, who is the only reason that you're on the board in the first place, bud, <laughs> and then the idea that you took from Jerry and now are running with it and taking, well, I'm the I'm the savior of the Reading Country Club. It wasn't even your idea, dude. And you negotiated a horrible deal. Listen to the meetings. Listen to yourself talk. And if you said, do you think that sounds professional? Just like this, or even the Christmas one where he would like we bring up all the time. The chair of, of negativity. negativity. And you were missing the gleaming eyes of the children. Like, tell me you're an asshole without telling me you're an asshole. <laughs> and I heard a wonderful homily. Yeah, I was sitting at, we're going to do it all again. Like, you're so religious. So much of a man of God that you're literally doing something over and over and over. God. By the way, the chat room is quiet. Nobody in the chat room yet. Because people were confused. They thought the show was yesterday. I got a couple text messages today. Oh, well, I'm sorry. Oh, poor you. <laughs> <laughs> the free entertainment doesn't come on your schedule. Quote, unquote, <laughs> you guys are messing up my routine. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah, that's great. Finance and the fact that he could do this with, with just two swishes of a lamb's tail. I find that incredibly tail. hard to believe. I'm unaware of lamb's tails swishing. Because you're not into biblical stuff like Ted is. Oh, well, that was probably in the homily. Probably. Okay. I don't think Mr. Hughes has the experience in municipal government that's needed to pursue this kind of budget planning. That's not really the issue, I mean, as far as I'm concerned. Because Dave, used, he said, oh, I, I, could, I could help put these budgets together. I could help put together a five-year budget plan. Whether he can or not, all you have to do is say yes or no. Right. Now you got to beat the shit out of him and tell him what a piece of garbage he is. Right. 
Right, and and you're a man of God, right? Because you're a man of God, and that's what Jesus would do, right? right? When you do your, what would Jesus do? Hmm, let me see, what would Jesus do? He would beat the living hell out of Dave Hughes. And just just asking a question for clarity here, isn't Ted doing exactly breaking the policy that they voted on? The policy of of Dispari- disparaging right, a don't super disparage. fellow supervisor, right? Right. Okay. I'm just again. So he goes against. The policy where he's not supposed to do negotiations. Right. Right. He Ted Gardella should be censured multiple times for the stuff that he's doing. What would Jesus do? Let me see. Jesus would ignore everything that he himself does, but <laughs> right. point out everybody else's yeah. fault. Yeah. That's what Jesus would do. Therefore, I am Christ-like. I am a man of God. Ted Gardella. And I, I think it's just the, the amount of insult that he regularly provides to... <laughs> and now I you're just, whining. Listen, you fat, racist, <laughs> sexist, spewing those insults. I'm like, my God, dude, can you even listen to yourself? Uneducated, we can't prove anything oh, of your resume. God. You piece of garbage. <laughs> Stop insulting people, you fat fascist, <laughs> racist sexual <laughs> being. Ugh. Us as a board, to our manager. This asshole can't hear his he can't hear his own voice. His, it, well, his hearing is affected. It's annoying. <laughs> it, his hearing is affected in a way that he can't hear his the <laughs> <laughs> the, the, in the in the the sound register where his voice lies, he can't hear it at all. Like I say to my father-in-law that he has selective hearing and he has passed it on to his daughter. Ted's selective hearing is just he can't hear himself. <laughs> he, he can't hear Volmer, Michelle, or George either. <sighs> Here's the shit out of Dave Hughes, though, doesn't he? <laughs> right. To our solicitor, to people who are trying to work with us. For the betterment of Exeter Township, I don't really think there's very there's very little difference of opinion. Of there's very little difference of the opinion. The problem lies. We experience it every two weeks, and many of us. Ex- it's all his fault. There's very little difference of opinion whose fault it is when you ask the people who suck up to me. Yeah, right. <laughs> ask the people who suck up to me who the problem is, and the problem is him. Even my mom said you're the problem. She thinks I'm the best looking man in the world. And I'm bald. <laughs> in between, daily, with false diatribes on his social media presence. This is an organization that is respected. By whom? I bet you if you took a poll of 120 people in Berks County and said, who's the Center for uh, Excellence in Local Government? They, who? 90 of them would go, who? Uh, is, is that a group in Washington? Where did, where did Dave Hughes bash them? And, and 10 of them would go, what's a government? Did Dave Hughes bash them, saying that they that he just didn't agree with doing it, right? Yeah, he, he said, said he said free, something along the lines: something that's free is not worth. Exactly. Anything. There's an old expression, mm. uh, you know, you get what you pay for. Yeah. I, here's the thing: I don't. 
But it's an opinion, right? Right. But Ted's being so negative. Why is he sitting in a chair of negativity all the time? He's sitting in a chair of negativity again. All the time. All the time. Like, what do you do to beat negativity? Oh, you introduce even more negativity. Got it. Totally. Two negatives make a positive. That's the way that goes, right? Right? Just rub it on some cotton. Tony Ronaldo's in the, the chat. He says the meeting conduct policy was completely out the window from the start. Yep. Truth Talker says all members of the board and Betsy need to resign. See, that's, and then follow yeah. up with Ted Ned's to move, probably means Ted needs to move out of Exeter. He's bringing down property values. <laughs> <laughs> Is it the bald head? Or the mustache and glass? No, no, it's the khaki pants with sneakers and not coaching. <laughs> it's got to be it. <laughs> they are respected throughout the county. They provide guidance to other municipalities. Nobody knows who they are. The average pe- person doesn't know who they are. Seriously. <laughs> People who, who pay attention to government, those nerds like you and me, we know who they are, yeah. Yeah. But the average person doesn't know who the Center for Excellence in Local Government. They can't tell you that, that the dude's name is uh, Paul Jansen. They can't tell you who he is. But the, these he is constantly doing exactly what we talk about. Is like, Oh, you don't want cameras on the buses? Why do you want kids to get hit by buses? This is like that whole nihilistic crap that they do. Is like, well, if you're against this, you want people to die. Yeah, I'm like, dude, you you, is no? Are they not wise enough to know that everyone can see what they're doing? I hope everyone can see what they're doing. If you don't know who the CELG is, you want everybody to die. (laughs) I'm just like (laughs) (laughs) gaslighting 101 by Ted Gardella. Calities, much higher levels, and these folks are educated. They actually have degrees. Oh, so goes- what is the implication? Yeah. The implication there is go back to what he said before about Dave and how, how and nothing is verifiable. Yeah. So he's saying that Dave has a phony degree. Well, here's the thing. If there's no background on Dave Hughes. Did this man of God maybe think that he was bestowed on us by God? <laughs> Dave Hughes has no background. He says he's from California. Maybe he just maybe God was like Dave Hughes. Does anybody know Dave's parents? I don't know. Dave's kind of old. Maybe they're past, sadly. But anybody, Dave has a sister, I think, doesn't he? I don't yeah. know. But do we? Do it's we, an, it, it's do an we know prospect. if Dave Hughes actually has a sister? Well, Jesus had a brother. True. James? What? Was it James? Yes. Yes. Listen, we don't know for sure. Maybe Dave Hughes is plopped down by God himself. And d- as a man of God, to disrespect to Ted, what do you do with? <laughs> an interesting thought. <laughs> it's a C-O-N-spiracy, along yes. with the letter. We have experience. In this area, we would be fortunate to have them provide us with their expertise at no cost. Where were they when? Um, I, I am. Where were were they when Ted was negotiating to deal with RCCM <laughs> or the RHM? Because Ted really showed he shouldn't be doing it because he has no idea what the hell he's doing. You take a great idea and be like, "Hey, I'm going to give you." 25%. It's actually like 15, isn't it? I'm going to give you 15%. Oh, that sounds great. 15 on non-alcohol events. I'm going to give you 15 for that. Where do we sign, guys? That sounds great. <laughs> 25%? And we get to 
put out all kinds of money to get this thing ready for you? Not, Where do I sign? I know you constantly telling me that you're not doing this for the money, but I think I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I'm going to take the 15 percent. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually bidding them down. RHM tried to give him 40. No, no, no. Only 25. 25 is enough. Ted's waterboard. Ted, we're trying to give you 40%. <laughs> no, no, no. Because you're not doing this for money. I'm going to take 15. <laughs> he's, he's Bobby Belay, the waterboy, negotiating a deal with, with listen... Craig, I would do the same thing, my man. I would do the same thing for my company. I want to get 85% too, brother. What I'm saying is, is that Ted's complaining about not Dave Hughes not having experience or an education in this stuff. Brother, then why did you... Neg- you should be no- negotiating, and you shouldn't even be uh, negotiating going on a green light. <laughs> okay, l- l- let's do the negotiation. You be Craig Poole, Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll be Ted. Okay. You start out with Ted. The, the terms of the deal are 60-40. Go ahead. Ted, now we're going to offer you up here. It's going to be the deal's 60-40. How's that, how's that sound? Which one am I? Okay, you're going to get 40. 40? That's a lot of money. Maybe you should only make it 25. <laughs> Keep going. Oh, since we're doing 25, how about how's 20 sound? Because I'm not doing this for money. This isn't about the money with me. It's not I'm about do- money? No. God told me. I, I was praying, and he said, hey, you need to help these people. I'm a good guy. I like people. I want to help you. You are a good you. guy. I really like I you, help Craig. You. I want to help you. So God told me. Help and you're not these- bald like me. No. I help these people of Exeter. I, listen, I'm here. I'm a good guy. I don't say mean things, okay? So I'm here to help the people of Exeter and the community and take this historic <laughs> country club and... And majestic golf course, and yes. do a good thing. So I'm not doing it for the money. How about we take it down to 15? <sighs> Boy, you're driving a hard bargain. Is there any way I could talk you down to five percent? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll throw in a bucket of balls. <laughs> <laughs> that that was the negotiation. Mm-hmm. We had a mic in the room. Can I talk you down to five percent? <laughs> right. And Craig said, no, I'd be taking advantage of you then. <laughs> okay. Hi. Ted goes in a car dealership and winds up paying more than sticker. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Gardell, I'd like to put you in this car for $27,000. I won't pay a dime under thirty. Because <laughs> that's the kind of guy I am. <laughs> and guess what? Just to finalize this deal, I'm going to gas up all the cars in your lot for free. (laughs) And you know what else? I'm going to pay to put mats in all of them. (laughs) Take it or leave it. Final. (laughs) Final. Final. You can't call home. You can't call a friend. (laughs) Can't buy a vow. I, I know I'm not there, so you can't see me, but I'm continuously shaking my head at these and the weird part is there's no hair flying while he's shaking. Phantasmagorical proclamations Phantasmagorical. that are made. I just, I, I would hope that we would pursue this partnership, and I would hope that they would look beyond the obvious issues and, and seek to help us become a better board. Thank he's like you. a cocaine, he's like, he's a, he, he has, he's a cocaine addict. Like, everybody's the problem but him. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? He's like a guy with a gambling problem addiction. Like, hey man, I just one more just one more game and I'm gonna win everything back. Like he just doubles down on everything. Dave Hughes is the problem. Dave Hughes is the problem. Like, do you does he listen, we listen to the show to see how we can make it better, right? Right. Do you think Ted like listens to the meetings and be like, I I I would bet he's such a narcissist. He sits there and is like, I really got Dave Hughes on that one. Got him. I made that point. But like, no, dude, you're doing the same exact thing that you're complaining about. Yes, you are. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, he doesn't get it at all. I mean, that is very clear. That that he can't he, he can't he can't hear the sound of his own voice. How do you take your image in Exeter and make it even worse by Ted Cardella? <laughs> you negotiate shitty deals. And then you then, then you play the victim role where you're actually the one that's insulting everybody. Right. So then we, we move on to uh, Dave Vollmer, and this is a, a smaller piece of things. But remember a couple of weeks ago, hmm. we were talking about how Dave shouldn't be doing, like, work. Right. Like, like you remember when he, he said, well, the chief and I, what we did was mm-hmm. we went and did this, and then we checked out on this, and, and we got with the solicitor. What's this we shit? You gotta, did the chief have a frog in his pocket? I you'd normally use a mouse in the pocket, but yes. Yeah. So so I think he may have heard that. I think he may have heard that and actually had some introspective moments and said, hmm, they could be right because he said this. After uh so I guess Hughes made um what did he say? Oh, oh, it was when they were uh, first of all, the police got just a laundry list of things. I have questions about that as well. Yeah. But uh, so Dave used doing his thing where did we get bids? Did we this, that, the other thing? Is there another way to do this? Yes. Just asking. This was the point. These idiots, and you can listen to what they were talking about. And Dave Hughes, it's not that he is against any of it. He's against the way it's being done. Right. And, he and I, said remember, that. I remember driving and listening to this. And I'm like, my God. And then they gasp like, well, I don't know why you're against this. Listen, ding dongs. He's just saying there's a way to do this, that we have to get three proposals. You have to get three bids. They're not against what, what they're bidding on necessarily. He just is against the way it's being done. Yeah. And some the one, they're like, okay, we should get on it. Even Ted agreed, well, on this right. one, we should. But are they that full of hate that they can't yes. even see what Dave Hughes is saying? Like, It's like when you're talking to your kids and it's going in one ear and out the other. Yep. Like you're just hearing one thing. Yes. You're, oh, I'm against this. That's not what he's saying. He's against the this is the part that drives me nuts is they do the same thing that leftists do and communists do and socialists do, right? So they're leftist communists. <laughs> well, the, what's it? The uh, Make the case against it. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, what's the uh, the means are justified by the, the outcome or what? The, the ends justify the, the means. The ends justify the means. And that's what, they're, that's what they're saying. We don't care how we get the Z. We're just going to go boom right through and do whatever we want. Right. No, there's a procedure that need to do that you need to go by and that's what Dave Hughes is saying. He's just asking for the procedure. That's yes. all. It's it's it, it's not a crazy ask. It's and really it's no not. it's not. And I got questions about what the chief wants to do too. Okay. So, this is Dave coming around to our way of thinking. Supervisor Volmer, I'm going to recognize you for the the balance here. Yep. And, and I just wanted to refer to a comment that my colleague said um, about you know looking at all of these and how we need to look at them, we don't need to look at them. 
We have the. We don't need to look at spending. We don't need to this, look at it. We just need to take everybody's word. Was this the one he was talking about on the cameras that the cops will wear? I don't know which one it was. I don't remember. What's, uh, this it is, doesn't matter, though. Right, but let's go to that particular one that he was talking about, the cameras. Okay. So it's the one camera, and I they covered this where saying, okay, three years ago they purchased the the ones for the cars, and then the ones that the cops will wear themselves works incongruent with that one. Right. Okay, it's the same software, okay, right. which is fine. But I don't think what, again, they're so blinded by their hate, they don't understand what Dave Hughes was talking about. As a person that helped run a business for 20-plus years, there's distributors of the same product, okay? What I heard and what maybe Dave Hughes was alluding to was the company that sells these cameras, do they sell direct are they buy, is the township buying them from a distributor? These are questions that should be asked. Mm-hmm. So if you're buying it from a if you're buying the software not direct from the manufacturer, mm. right? If you're buying it from a distributor, can you contact two other distributors? That's what I what, what I was wondering about when they were talking about this. And the way that Dave Vollmer was talking about I, it still wasn't clear whether they're buying it direct, which I ha- I doubt that they are. Like no one sells direct anymore. Like very rarely. I, I mean, it's a I rarity. Tesla is one of the few. Right, but that's well, that's the future of all cars. We can talk about that sometime. But as a as a guy that helped run a distributor for a long, long time, you can buy the same product from a ton of different people. Hence, why it's best to get it three different quotes. So if one company gives you a lead time of six weeks, but the price is you know fifty dollars cheaper. You decide what's best for your situation and your right. customers and what is you want to do. Is the $50 dollars worth it? So the real question is, are they buying these direct or are they buying these from a distributor? Right. But that didn't get answered. And that's what I think Dave Hughes was alluding to. Well, whatever he was alluding to, all he's doing is asking questions. Well, that's bad. That's being negative. You racist. Tony Ronaldo says, Vollmer did say the that Watchdog, the manufacturer is the sole vendor of those cameras. Okay, so they are So that's a direct, direct, okay? And Truth Talker... (laughs) (laughs) Great comment here. Uh, I'm not here because I got my head stuck up my ass while driving my Volvo, Ted Gardella. He wasn't at the meeting. He was on the phone. (laughs) So now we know it was direct, okay? So you're not going to get a price. You can't get three bids. No, you can't, but... Like, like, and then they busted Dave Hughes' ball saying, Well, if you would have been at the budget meeting, you would have known this, right? Okay, my question is, is there some of these things like let's go into what the chief wanted the weighing thing? Okay, I know a little bit, also known as a scale, the scaly thing, right? So, I know a little bit about this because I had some, let's just say, some clients that they wanted me to lobby Congress in Pennsylvania and the feds, the Department of, of Transportation, which I not talking to... Should P- not exist. Petey booty to each. Um, but those, the regulations on what trucks can carry mm. is like 30 years old. Okay. Okay, so the roads are, de- are, whether they're built better or not, but the one guy was a major, major company a little east here. 
And he said, I met with like all these concrete guys, all these paving guys and all these guys. And they were talking about how the, the regulation is so old that the trucks are better now, the equipment's better now and everything. So the weight limits have to go up. Okay, mm-hmm. that's one thing. Mm-hmm. Number two, Chief said that we were the number one for getting for getting the, the um, amount of uh, fines and everything, right? Right. If we're number one, why do we need to do something better? So we can be number one plus. <laughs> so we need to spend $38,000 so we can be better. <laughs> yes. Right? So we need to spend $38,000 for a scale. That's what he what he's yeah. wants. And we're already number one. Mm-hmm. And it, from what I understand, it's not even close. And Goshen um, is number two. Who? What's it Goshen? G-O-S-E-N, right? Is it Goshen Township? That's down in Chester. Though. West Goshen or whatever it was. Yeah. Okay. They're number two and it wasn't even close, he said. Right. Well, if you're number one, why do you need to, why do you need to scale? Well, these are know. questions that should be asked. Right. And if these are budgeted items. We're doing really well. Right. M- maybe if these were budgeted items, maybe they didn't need to budget in for the $38,000 and could save a little bit of money. Well, the you know, the thing that they kept going back to, these are ARPA funds, and we got to spend them before we lose them. ARPA funds we have come to from, spend them. Where do they come? And this is the funny part, too, that drove me nuts when they were talking. Where does ARPA funds? What is it? A grant? Yes. Okay. It, where's, it, the grant, where's the grant? Where's the grant? Federal come government. From? Right, which is comes from who? Us. Us so Dave right. Vollmer said, no, this doesn't come from taxpayers. I'm like, oh, my God, dude. Right. Like, you're just the same idiots that I used to have talks with on the Reading Eagles Facebook page when they're like, oh, this Pennsylvania grant comes from, you know, Governor Wolf. I'm like, oh, my God. The state government, unless it comes from a pri- the private grant, it comes from the tax dollars. Government doesn't have anything that it hasn't stole from. I almost said the F word. The citizens hasn't stolen from us. You're right. So, so back to the clip. Chief, he runs the police station. He does his due diligence. We hired him to be the head of the department and make sure this department runs well. We don't need to be. Is that why you were going to that to the house of the guy who got his window broken by the? but by the guy who lived in the halfway house or, or yeah. whatever that is. Right. Uh, is, is that why? Because you need to leave them alone. You need to leave them alone and let him handle it. No, you were in on all that crap mm-hmm. because, but, but you know what? I, I, I'm glad you're finally, you know, finding religion on this piece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're finding religion and understanding maybe people, unfortunately, you found the dumb part <laughs> where it. you don't question spending. Yeah. And if a department head comes up to you, let's say it's the finance department, and says, hey, I need $80,000 for lollipops. Oh, you do? Okay. Well, you know what you're doing. Yeah. 80 grand. There you go. <laughs> no problem, lollipops. I think he just looks at it as like, listen, there's there's an appeal to people cozying up to the police or being friendly with the, poli- uh, the police and all that stuff. I get it. Yep. I mean, I have a lot of friends in the military. Mm-hmm. I love stopping by. Honestly, I love stopping by because those people are badasses. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And amazingly, they love me and love talking to me. I don't know why, but they're great people, and I love hearing some of the stories that they tell me. Maybe that's why Dave goes. I don't know, but I'm not a town. I'm not a, a supervisor. Thank God. <laughs> Overseer and the babysitter of all this. We can add value. We can uh, give them guidance. 
but he alt. What do you think the guidance is? Is the guidance saying, are you spending too much here? That's <coughs> guidance. Like, like dude, you can't. You, you can't come down on the side of leaving somebody alone to do their job and then walk around behind them like a puppy dog. Yeah, they, again, they pick and choose. They pick and choose what's negative. They pick and choose where they, the, who are the professionals. Yeah. Who has experience. You know what I mean? He's, a, he's been doing this a long time. <laughs> but he can't find out about broken windows without you attaching yourself to his leg. Yeah. Okay, got it. He needs to make the decision, as well as all the other department heads, when they're buying things specifically for... But he can't make a decision about somebody breaking somebody else's window. Got it. ...department, it is critical that we trust them and we... Because we pay them. we couldn't trust them for a broken window. (laughs) It's critical that we trust them unless it's broken windows. Then I have to cling to him as though... There was Velcro. Oh, no. Then he needs to be supervised. Yes. And I'm a supervisor. We pay them extreme supervising. Good salaries. They're extremely trained. None of us have police training. None of us have investigative training. But that makes me capable of going and looking at broken windows and making decisions. I once replaced a broken window, so I'm a broken window supervisor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm an expert. On broken windows. And none of us have these skills that the department's head heads have, and we need to respect that and not... Oh I don't God. disagree on that See, one. See, right, but he's also little, like leaning to the side that he said months ago where he said Dave Hughes isn't allowed to have an opinion. <laughs> like, you just shut up and listen to what you're told. Chief knows what's best for us. I'm Bobby Boucher. <laughs> Unless, of course... Broken windows. Uh, come to them and say, oh, you can't buy this because we don't think so. I think that is 100% wrong, this Board of Supervisors. We are here to add value and to make and sure that... and be super. <laughs> We're here to be super and supervise and supervising the supers. We're here to be super. We are also here to vise. I have a sticker on my chest that says stupor. Super. I meant stupor. <laughs> Are, are you doing the water boy or are you doing Forrest Gump? I'm doing both. Okay. It's Dave Ulmer. All right. Within the guidelines. And if they do, we need to let them run with it. We shouldn't be here constraining them, chaining them down, trying to. Chaining. Now I'm going to really throw you off. I eat raw green tomatoes. <laughs> What's that dude from that movie and all of them all mixed into one? That's Dave Ulmer. <laughs> we can't chain them to windows. To demand they do something different, they're looking out for this department or the you know any department within the township from the department heads. And until they prove to us otherwise, I think we need to trust them with everything here. So I, just give them anything they want, anything they want. And and as soon as he finished this, and I don't think, Amen, Amen. Oh yeah, that was Michelle. Amen. Give them everything they want. I should have kept it. I, I I. But right after this, right after. Volmer got done with that. You heard you say, turn to the chief and say, hey, buddy, you just got an unlimited budget. Right. <laughs> did, did they understand that, that that's literally their job as a supervisor is to watch what spending? Volmer up? doesn't. <laughs> Volmer doesn't understand it. And these people are can call themselves conservatives, right? That's yes, why I say the, the word conservative is so watered down to just dissolved it all is there's what is what is a conservative nowadays 
Not these guys. No, obviously not. Not making deals for 15 to 85 percent. They spend whatever you want. What do you want? You want free biscuits for all the canine dogs? <laughs> Got it. You want me to go over to PetSmart and rob all the, 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 the cookies for the puppies over there? Got it. Larry Pearsall, how many trucks you need? Uh, I could use three. You're not taking less than four, bitch. <laughs> Larry, be like, oh, what? Oh, Ted Gardella method. <laughs> right? Three? You're not taking less than four. Dad, can but, I have two? But tonight, no more. That's it. Four. That's it. Dad, can I have two pieces of candy? You're only getting six, and you'll sit there and like it. You, Shut up. You fat little bastard. <laughs> And a cookie. And chocolate milk. I didn't ask for any. Shut up! <laughs> All right, so we get to the next clip. And uh, apparently, and I don't remember exactly what the, what the, the comment was, hmm. but Dave Hughes made a disparaging comment to, to Chad Schnee or about. I can understand after reading the report why they don't like each other. <laughs> but they... Uh, he made some type of a comment about Chad, and Ted had to ride to the rescue. And here that is. And Supervisor Vice Chair Gardella, the floor is yours for comment. Um. <laughs> that condescending shithead laugh. Mm-hmm. Oh. It, it, it's beyond um, humorous uh, to uh, to hear these comments. Uh, I think Jennifer's done a great job. I know that she's vetted this. Jennifer Kaufman. Oh, this is, they were talking, that's what it was. They were talking about this uh, whistleblower thing, that the uh, policy they want to put in place. Mm -hmm. And Dave made a comment, something like, like a, he made a hypothetical. He did a hypothetical. Well, you know, the it doesn't really address if the supervisors are the person that the whistleblower is coming after or, or if the manager or if the uh, solicitor is the one. Mm -hmm. Okay. He makes a hypothetical and Baldy has to blow it up with his negativity. Um, I know she's worked with Betsy and, and I assume that, you know, uh, it, it would be a, a <laughs> rare occurrence. Again, the condescending shitheaded laugh. Uh, for someone to uh, blow the whistle on our solicitor, Chad Schnee. But if if they choose to do that, my assumption would be that that would come to the Board of Supervisors because, after all, as we are so as we are reminded so many, many times, he is our employee. Um, I, I just... The point that was made, though, was it's not defined in this policy. So should it be in the policy that if this person... Right. Right. I, 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 again, it, it's not a crazy ask. Just answer the friggin' question. You don't have to go off about anything. You really don't. But that's not the, any, any little thing. It's any little thing. Any little so, thing. So we have Ted coming to uh, Chad's defense, right? Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to like, you know, this is the 1960s. I'm going to make sure everybody remembers. Okay. <laughs> So there was this song back in the 60s called My Boyfriend's Back. Is that how it went? Yes. Okay. Okay. And it's like, it's basically, 
the, the story of the song would be some guy's been cozying up to a girl while the boyfriend's away. Yeah. And my boyfriend's big and he's strong and he's going to get you when he gets back, boy. Oh, you're in trouble then. So here's a little piece of it. He went away and you hung around and bothered me every night. And I wouldn't go out with you. You said things that weren't very nice. It's so hokey. <laughs> yeah, like you can hear. You can hear it. This is probably one of those songs that was like written in the Brill building by Carol King and, and Neil Sedaka and all of those guys who used to write all those songs in the 60s in these smoke-filled rooms, injecting heroin and drinking whiskey. You know what I mean? But it's easier to do it, like I said to you before the show, it's easier to do this stuff with those songs than it is now. You know, what are you doing it to? Yeah. What are you doing it to now? Black Keys? This is not going to work. Yeah. So, so a little more of the song. J- just to put it. My boyfriend's back and you're going to be in trouble. If you ever listen, if you were ever sitting in your parents' car to 98 WOGL, like I was, and my my father would play that crap all the time. Perfect. And it was, who is the greaser? Was it the greaser that was on at night? The guy who was the... You're thinking of the grease man on YSP. Right. Well, who was the dude that? I don't do nobody. Yeah. Who was the dude that did the that did the evenings for WOGL on ninety eight point one? I don't know, but man, that stuff's all. Uh, yeah. I, I was forced to listen to that one. Like it, it's lousy sixty. At least my mother was in the like more like sixty seventies more mm-hmm. like BGS and okay. But my my father listened to that stuff all the time. So so that's the song. So so it got me to thinking. You know, after after hearing Ted with his uh, vociferous. Defense of Chad. So, so I, I, I came up with a little song parody. Well, this one's not the original. I thought it was. No, huh. no. How came about, up with a little song parody. How about that? Huh? Hughes was mean and said bad things. Chad needed defending and found a hero. Chad was sad and the board was pissed. So Ted stepped up for his boyfriend Chad. Chad's boyfriend is Ted, and there's gonna be trouble. Hey, la, hey, la, it's Ted's boyfriend, Chad. He's small and he's weak, but gonna save Chad's reputation. Hey, la, hey, la, it's Ted's boyfriend, Chad. He's got a big mouth and won't possibly deliver. Hey, la, hey, la, it's Ted's boyfriend, Chad. He's spineless and a puss, but runs his mouth all day. Hey, la, hey, la, it's Ted's boyfriend, Chad. That one differs a little bit from the one that I heard in my, my dad's car when I was a kid. <laughs> a little bit. I don't think they said the word puss. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine if they said that in songs back then? Oh, it would be great. Oh. So so that that occurred to me, and I, just, I had to get that out of my system. <laughs> was it totally worth the time put in? <laughs> yes. It was. It took me an hour and a half, maybe two hours this morning. <laughs> and I, I, It's funny because I'm standing, when Kev got here, I had sent it to him. And uh, when he got here, I explained to him how I have to do it. And I don't do it the, the traditional way. You know, I don't know how to do track recording specifically hmm. to where I can lay down the tracks one at a time. I have to do it in pieces and pull it all together. I don't, wouldn't even know how to do that. I have to have somebody teach me how to do it the right way. So it's a little longer of a process. <laughs> but totally worth it. <laughs> Totally great. Listen, even if you get one laugh, you get more than one laugh when you do it because we're laughing it. And that's really, that's all that matters. That's all that it's about. (laughs) 
So that was the the supervisors meeting. That's the clips. Yeah. And so that brings us on to a little the, break. Uh, we'll take, take a little break, break before we start sure. this. Great idea. Let's take a little break before we start the, the real good the real good stuff, which we have a lot of uh, comments on. It's actually a really great idea to take a break. You can't. I'm known for them every once in a while. Uh, yes, you are. That was Kevin, by the way. Yes, who did that? Mm-hmm. I also want to say thank you to Jerry. He did something very nice for me today. Today is Kevin's birthday. He got me a sweet bottle of bourbon. Yeah. Thank you, buddy. Very uh, today very, is Kev's birthday, everybody. I'm only 38 today. Yes. Yeah, my older brother texted me earlier this morning because I've worked this week, and he, so I've been up since like three. He texted me, "Happy birthday, old man." <laughs> so let's do this real quick. <laughs> Everybody Happy sing. birthday to you. Oh my gosh. Happy birthday to you. Thank you. Happy birthday. Dear happy Kevin. birthday. Happy birthday to you. That's enough of that shit. Yeah, I looked. That's a little cartoonish one, isn't it? I meant to open the show with that, and I completely forgot because I got so excited by the song parody. I always send the. Um, what's it? Sweet 16. What's the 16? 16 candles. Where the kids sitting in the car playing say it's your birthday to Molly Ringwald. Yeah. It's always good times. Well, sure. Absolutely. She still looks good, by the way, for Does she? Mm-hmm. I was never impressed with her. I wasn't either, but she looks better now than she did back then, I think. Break time? Yes, sir. Break time. Okay. We'll be back with the Exeter Underground in a couple minutes.
walk alone You can always reach me You will never ever walk alone Welcome back to the Exeter Underground. Kev, that's Ghost. Excellent, dude. I'm, Never heard of him. I'm Ever. getting to like this band an awful lot. And, you know, I just realized uh, when I came back that that thing may have been way over-modulating. It was pegging. I don't <laughs> on, know on the what sound that means. Meter. I don't know what that you know, means. It was in the red. That's not the Does that help? <laughs> Wrong pegging. <laughs> it's disgusting. What's wrong with you? How do you know what that is? It's gross. You told me. <laughs> Told you. So uh, the next segment here is final segment. It could take a while. Mm. Strap in, folks. Right. <laughs> so the the harassment report from McMain, Connell, and Linehauser mm-hmm. that the supervisors did so much to protect. Yes, we much we might want to preface this like Chris Cuomo did Go on ahead. CNN. So. Only you can only get this information from us. It's illegal to read it unless you you got to hear it from us. Just like Chris Cuomo said about the the Hillary Clinton and John Podesta emails, you only can get it through us. Right. It's illegal to go to that website and read it. Yes. Because Dave Vollmer is going to call you and tell you to stop reading it, and maybe sue you. Well, he he didn't didn't he say yes that. They the board was looking to sue anybody that that right. That was a way for them to cover, just so you know. <laughs> so uh, this this website, Exeter, whatever it is, WikiLeaks. I, I you know we discussed it before. They released twelve more pages, mm-hmm. and we're going to get right to page number two. Okay. Now, we didn't reveal it last week, and there's not much of a point, but but if we're going to be reading these, who cares? The name's got to come. Right. Right? So the person who made the, the allegation against you was Jennifer Savage, mm-hmm. who was the finance director. Right. And she and Dave had nothing of a relationship 
No, it's they, obvious from the report that they did not like each other. They disliked each other from before he was on the board. Mm-hmm. They treated each other with disrespect from before he was on the board. And it just carried through. I mean, I don't think that's ever happened in the history of man ever before. Mm-hmm. No, no. People <laughs> always get along. Right. Everybody is so caring and kind. Yeah. I've never heard of two people not getting along before. It's a weird thing. Go figure. It happened here in Exeter. <laughs> Why would it happen here when we have so much God here? We have so much God here. Thanks to Ted. Yep. Why would God do that? Bring the only two people ever not to get along to Exeter Township. And you would think hmm. that God sending his second son, Ted Gardella, <laughs> he would have been able to heal that you think he'd, he You think he would have given the man a full head of hair, too. But <laughs> Jesus got the hair. God couldn't pull it off a second time. You should have said, listen, son, never wear khakis with sneakers unless you're coaching. <laughs> And even then, it's suspect. Right. So April 21st, 2022, interview of Jennifer Savage. Now, this is the the lawyer. There is really nothing that we can hide. Okay. I got I to gotta tell him that I got to call him back. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> so, so we've got the, the lawyer interviewing Jennifer Savage. Yes. Right? Okay. It, it, and, dude... This thing is so filled with grammar errors, spelling errors. I've noticed that. My God, how can anybody take this thing seriously? You're way more of a grammar Nazi than I am. I shouldn't ever make fun of anybody's grammar. But in reading it, even I noticed they didn't... Who edited it? Did anybody proofread it? Yeah. Let's say that... The, and if they did, did anyone, did anyone proofread their proofreading? Let's say that the lawyer didn't write it, that he left to his paralegal. Probably and he gave that person the outlines. Mm-hmm. If that person typed it up, or let's say that, 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 that they, they then dictated it into a machine and a secretary did, you would think somebody, one of the other two, would have read it over and gone, uh, yeah, you got that word wrong. See, this is where you're looking at it differently than I am. This is why we work well together. Yeah. We paid $18,000 for that. Yeah, <laughs> that well, well, yeah. Ultimately, that's what I'm getting. At. I, 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 I think I want like grammars to not be there for 18 G's. 18 grand. You think you'd be able to put that thing through Wordly? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, interview of Jennifer Savage. Ms. Savage is the complainant. She has been employed as the, Kevin. Would you stop that? Does she belch all the time too? No, you do though. Oh damn it! She's been employed as the finance director since 2016. David Hughes is an elected member of the township board and was sworn in in January. Okay, so the first paragraph is just setting up who they are, right? Okay, there was concern over Mr. Hughes wandering through the building and workplace harassment. Ms. Savage sent three emails, January 11, 2022, February 4, and April 1. January 11, which would be like a week or so after he took office. Right. In one week, he did so much to damage her that she had to send complaints. <laughs> Ms. Savage said, okay, uh, we, got, we got past that. To the board regarding Mr. Yu's behavior. She claims Mr. Yu's is rude. Oh, yeah. Disrespectful, <laughs> unprofessional, load, load, not loud, load, 
Okay. He's load. Dropped like a load of wood off that's on her, her house or something like that. He's load. It's one of the errors. Well, the man is loud. Pushy, bossy, etc. According to Ms. Savage, Mr. Hughes would come into the township building, make two laps, and after confirming no male employees were present, and proceed to verbally attack the staff to include demanding things from Ms. Savage. So he was so well thought out and such a puss that he wouldn't confront another man. He would walk around two times, not once, two times to make sure there were no men and then proceed to, let's see, let's get it right. (laughs) After confirming no male employees were present and proceed another horrible grammar error and proceed to ask for stuff. Ms. Savage had to intervene during a loud confrontation between Mr. Hughes and the former township manager, Jeff Bartlett, on January 11th because it was going to get out of hand. How do you know it was going to get out of hand? She can see the future. She, she had a crystal bowl. The township manager, Jeff Bartlett, was let go by the Board of Commissioners. Board of Commissioners, not Board of Supervisors. On February 28th, One hell of 22. an investigation so dude, far. Dude, It's like three two- sentences in. Yeah, we're two paragraphs in. Like, this is not the very fir- the first page I didn't print. We're two paragraphs into this thing. And I've already found three errors. How do you take this seriously? <sighs> Following the confrontation, Mr. Hughes indicated the employees were insubordinate. Miss hmm. Savage claims Mr. Hughes is big on personal attacks against herself and others. She also claims Mr. Hughes attacks her via his online forum. Ms. Savage further claims that Mr. Hughes twice suggested she had an extramarital affair. She then described an encounter between Mr. Hughes and Ms. Sarah Bush that she did not witness, but was informed that Mr. Hughes got physically close to Ms. Bush, raised his voice, and got demanding to the point where Ms. Bush started to cry. So she didn't witness this, but she's reporting it. Right. She clearly states, I did not witness it, but somebody told me. So it's hearsay. Secondhand information is now fact, according to the Board of Supervisors. Right. Well, listen, I mean, does I've, I've read the report. So, I mean, everyone knows Dave Hughes is loud, opinionated. He is. I mean, suddenly we're shocked by this information. No, but also I think people are a little, I, I mean, I don't know. People are really soft these days. Very soft. Like, uh, I think maybe these employees were a little bit more softer than even soft people. Dude, they would not have lasted 10 minutes in, in the day, uh, back in the day at UPS. They really wouldn't have. And probably that might be a good thing or a bad thing. What I'm saying is, is... Well, I also took the report as that he didn't want to he didn't want to converse with the with the females. Perhaps. Which hold on. Has everyone paid attention to what's going on for the last five to fifteen years? I wouldn't want to converse with women either. Anything you say could be misconstrued and then you're really being sexist and everything. And this, I just had a conversation with, I said it to my wife and I said to one of the people I work with, it's so funny 
now, because I see it all the time, when women think you're below them, they'll talk to you like you're a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And they'll like call you names like honey and sweetie and cupcake and make sexual innuendos to you all the time if they think they're below, right? Right. Because <laughs> it's happened to me. Sure. Right? My old boss and my other one used to constantly talk about my looks and my physique. Okay. And now where I work now, sometimes I'll get comments from women, especially at the bank. And they don't work who I work for, but they're like incredibly sexist. So. It's okay when women think it, you're below them. And I said to the one woman that I had said something to, I said, now I know how women feel. <laughs> Dude, as... So as, as what I'm saying is if I was Dave Hughes, I wouldn't... In this culture that we live in now, that women, the, the feminist, the third-wave feminism has set up, I wouldn't want to deal with any women either. Billy Graham would not get into an, an elevator with a woman Bye. if he was alone, if he didn't have a witness. Smart man. He would wait until an empty elevator came along. Yeah. He would not be alone with a woman. Uh, and that's back then. Him. That's back then. Yeah. We're not talking about his messed up son. Leading evangelist in the world. Yeah. Had the foresight to know people are going to be gunning for But him. even like with Dave Hughes with this now, I wouldn't... If there was a major corporation and stuff like that, and I, was, I wouldn't want to... You say the wrong thing, dude, you're out, and then you're ruined, and then your career's ruined and right. everything like that? Right. Listen, men didn't do this. Women did it. It's truth. What kind of women? <laughs> Mr. Hughes has told Chris Tuttle that Ms. Savage does not know what she is doing. Okay, so they don't tell you who Chris Tuttle is. I happen to know that he is the... Uh, one of the auditors for is it the current is it for Herbine or from the previous? He's he he's an accountant for hmm. either the the previous. Uh, so Dave Hughes said it to him, and then yeah, then Tuttle yeah told. But again, Savage. there's another thing about this this crummy hearsay. hearsay. No, this this crummy report. They don't explain who Chris Tuttle is. All right. Ms. Savage describes Mr. Hughes as having a bullying methodology. Mr. Hughes' demeanor comes across that he is a man who is 65 years old, and Ms. Savage is a woman who is smaller and 43 years old. So he has the demeanor of a 65-year-old man who happens to be 65 years old. Wow. I'm so And she, she interprets that he has her as having the demeanor of being a woman who is smaller and 43. And I'm just wondering why this person is assuming their genders. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Yu's behavior was discussed among all employees on a daily basis. Every employee was consumed with Dave Yu's. From reading the whole report, I wonder why. According to Ms. Savage, Mr. Yu's is the reason that Lori gets sought employment elsewhere. Because that's never happened before either. No, people Listen, are chained to their jobs. I don't know if we're going to get into this because I don't know if we're going to, I don't think we're going to read the whole damn report. No, we're not. But what the one part that I had pointed out to you is that they, Dave wanted to make sure everybody was doing their jobs. Oh, I'll search out that part. Okay. I'll search out that part. I'm going to read a little more though. God forbid. Ms. Savage claims Mr. Hughes treats female employees different, not differently, that male employees and makes her feel bullied, attacked, and uncomfortable. That male, not Van. 
He didn't want to use somebody's pronouns, Jerry. Yeah, okay. Mr. Hughes never referred to females in a sexual or sexually derogatory manner. Never did that. Whenever Mr. Hughes is in the building, everyone is on edge, high alert, and uncomfortable. Everybody! Every single person is on edge when he's there. That's the re- investigator report saying that, or yeah. John Savage saying that? Yeah. Well, I guess it's her saying it, but they're stating it. It doesn't say she said it. Ms. Savage claims there are three females and one male, as well as herself, that are contemplating leaving because of Mr. Hughes. Mr. Hughes does not treat Mr. Bartlett professionally and is very demanding of him. By the time this report was written, that should say was. Mm-hmm. Okay? Because Jeff Bartlett was gone before April 22nd. Mr. Hughes had an iron fist approach at one time. Not has, had. These people get their... The person who wrote this gets their tense mixed up. They go from past to present to future in a blink. Do you want to know why? Because I, they're stupid. Well, mm, I don't know what's... Um, that could be. But here's the reason why. And this is the reason why you're seeing this this type of thing on the national level on the New York Times and the and all the on like online and major stuff for um like people's uh PR campaign for politicians and stuff yeah. and like people that write for Vice and these articles and the grammar and all this stuff what's the one thing they're all young people writing these i would guarantee someone under 35 wrote that it's or even good- under 30 is because they they I swear to God, the schools spend more time teaching about boys and girls and penises and vaginas and racism and all white supremacy and this shit, and they're not spending the time on the three R's. Right. Basically. So that's why all these headlines that are incorrect and ridiculous that you're seeing, and you see it on TV and you read these headlines and the the little ticker down at the bottom saying ridiculous things, it's because it's all done by, by millennials. Right. That is. Right. All the articles are written by millennials. All the headlines are written by millennials. All the people that we we still think are in their late teens and early 20s are now in their early 30s or mid to 30s down. And these are the people in these companies and these jobs that are doing this. And I would I would bet $1,000 that the person that wrote that is under 35 years of age. April 27, 2022, interview of Christina Kerper, who is the assistant finance director of the township. When Mr. Hughes showed up unannounced at the township building, hang on, let me go back a little further. From her observations during supervisor meetings, mm-hmm. which was not in person, Ms. Kerper observed negative interactions between Mr. Hughes and Ms. Savage constantly. That was my commentary. Constantly. Well, how she was not there? She was watching on TV. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How is she there? It's so this seems like the, the no. The, the meetings happen after work, right? Ms. Kerper interacts with Mr. Hughes on a limited basis, but her greetings to him are ignored. He will only make facial expressions. Really? Maybe she farted. (laughs) When Mr. Hughes showed up unannounced at the township building, the feeling was one of intimidation and tension. The staff would not chit-chat while he was in the building. Wow, how about that? My goodness! People actually did their jobs while he was in the building. Oh, my God. We had to do our jobs. 
I didn't have time to listen to, or to look at Oriental Trading. I couldn't order party supplies for the for the birthday party in the township building next week. I couldn't look at Facebook. How am I supposed to check Facebook if he's in a building and I have to work? This is like those people that worked at Twitter posting the things on their live yes! day in. Well, first in, I went to the gym at the bottom of the Twitter headquarters. And then I went up and had some coffee, mocha laka daka, and, and sat in the and sat in a meditation tunnel for thirty five minutes to pre to prep for my meeting that lasted five minutes and it was online. And then I got out and then you know I talked with some peeps and had some meetings with my peeps and then went to lunch that the company pays for. And, and then, then I went up to the wine bar. Yeah, that's they just all seem really really upset that they are being that Dave wants them to stay on task. Hey, we're paying you from we're paying you for eight hours. Do you mind working for that? Oh my God, what are you doing? Easy there, Hitler. <laughs> Calm down, dude. What am I in the Cambodian death camps? Crushing my buzz, man. I gotta look at Oriental trading. You have a problem you smoking weed at work too, dude? <laughs> How can I check Twitter if he's looking at me? Listen, I can't post this reel on Instagram with you stand behind me, Dave Hughes. Could you please move? <laughs> uh, excuse me, Supervisor Hughes. I'm trying to take a selfie, and I can see you in the back. Can you move to the right? I'm showing everybody that I'm at work. That's probably why they think he's loud, and he is loud. But can you imagine? <laughs> Your voice is being picked up on my, uh, on my uh, TikTok reel here. I'm doing a TikTok, dude. You're killing my TikTok. Ms. Kerper overheard a heated interaction between Mr. Hughes and Ms. Bush. Ms. Kerper heard snarky comments or back sass from Mr. Hughes directed at Ms. Savage, but not a raised voice. Okay, wait a minute. Let's what, dispel. Hold on. Let's, get, let's go to back sass. Yes, it's that where it's gone. This is mean that you were getting... The sass back that you were throwing. Right. <laughs> that means that Jennifer Savage threw it at him, uh -huh. and he went back at her. With but the... still, even with that, like this or not, the supervisors are the bosses. Mm -hmm. You don't yeah. do that. Not to your boss. But also, why is it? Why do they constantly bring up that unannounced? Does he have to send an email saying, hey, I'm going to stop down? Oh, yeah. Does he have to? Mr. Hughes comes into the township building more than any other supervisor that Ms. Kerper has seen in her five years of employment. She believes Mr. Hughes treats female staff members differently than male staff members. Ms. Kerper developed this opinion based her observations. Jesus Christ. During meetings and the interactions Mr. Hughes had with Ms. Savage, Becky, and Mallory Hoffman. They don't say who Becky is, and they don't explain who Mallory Hoffman is. Hmm. Ms. Kerper provided an example where Mr. Hughes allowed other males at a meeting to speak freely, but only allotted Ms. Hoffman three minutes to talk. Okay, so let's also, talk about that. He also that. made them stand there in a red cloak with a white thing over their head <laughs> like a hands made okay so let's let, let's dispel this one mm -hmm. he allowed men to speak freely but mallory hoffman from the library was held to three minutes whose job is it to regulate the meeting i believe that would be george's 
That would be the chairman. Mm -hmm. Has Dave Hughes ever been the chairman? I don't believe so. So how did he regulate her to three? Mm -hmm. That would be... That would and be. allow the men to talk. This is complete and utter bullshit. By his eyes. This is complete and utter bullshit. Be quiet. Do you have to be quiet? Jedi mind trick. Be quiet, Jedi. That's a Star Wars thing, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. What, what gave you the idea? Jedi? I told you. Ms. Kerper heard other staff say that Mr. Hughes treats female staff differently. However, Ms. Kerper did not communicate this concern to anyone. Ms. Kerper did not pursue the issue because Ms. Savage, as the leader, pressed the issue with management. Ms. Kerper heard say, David Hughes say, get back in the kitchen. <laughs> Go make me a, while you're doing that, make me a sandwich. Why ain't you barefoot and pregnant? Ms. Kerper was told at one point that Mr. Hughes was not allowed in the township building during business hours without someone else present with him. However, Mr. Hughes did not comply with his policy. The policy lasted approximately one week before Mr. Hughes resumed coming into the township building unannounced at random time. That lasted longer than the board, uh, the supervisor board's... Um Policy on not disparaging other supervisors. Yes. yes. So, okay. So so now let's go back to this. Okay. So he's not allowed in the township building. This is a policy. I've watched every supervisor meeting for about the last two and a half years. Okay. Mm -hmm. Or been at them. No policy has been passed that says Dave Hughes can't go in the building. Yeah. I don't, I've never heard that. Not been passed. Therefore, it is not a policy. Correct. They can't stop you. No. Wait, he's a taxpayer. How do you stop him from going in the building? I, I, it, this whole thing's ridiculous. It is. I mean, do you want to go on? I, There's we parts can go of it that I think on. we need to go on about. Okay. The little better ones, especially the one that I was talking about where they're keeping them on task. The chit-chat was, was part of it, though. I think there was one earlier, wasn't it, where they were talking about where he wants to make sure everyone's doing their job or something. Right, like that. right. Here it is. Interview of Lori Stulls. When Mr. Hughes is in the building, everyone is on edge and stays focused that they are doing their job at their desk. <laughs> <laughs> what a tyrant. What a tyrant. Gosh. I don't have time to go to the water cooler and talk about Beverly Hills 90210. So Mal Say <laughs> Hughes was in yesterday. <laughs> You know, we were going to talk about soap operas all day, but that asshole came in and, and made, stopped us. He made sure we were doing some work. And it, I just, I, you know what? I thought about this too with the way that I, I don't, women want to be treated the same as men, but I don't think they really do. Because I don't think they'd be able to handle how men talk to each other. No. And not, sh not nor should they. Because I don't think women should be... I'm not the one saying that men and women are totally equal across the board with everything. And I don't think they are. I don't think men should be treated... Females should be treated like men. And I don't think men should be treated like females. But nope. also women, I really don't... Ask any men how, how they grew up. I don't think you want to be treated like a man. I don't. I really don't. It's it's brutal. It's literally brutal. Like I think that's why men have thicker skin when it comes to like the name calling and things like that. When a guy's like, I've seen so many videos now where 
women start punching men in the face or younger men or older men, women punching men in the face and they say, you want to be treated like a man? You're going to get, you want to act like a man? You're going to get treated then. A man just hauls off and hit her. I'm not, I, 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 I don't think men should be hitting women, but I'm also not the one saying that women should be treated like men. So, so when Dave Hughes says things and everything like that, can he be uh, robust? Can he be brash? Yes. But on the other hand, is like that's one of the reasons probably why he walked around and no men there. Okay, I wouldn't want to deal with it either. Like women, do you don't want to be treated like men? No. Be happy that you've been given this safe space of of verbal insults most of your life and. Blamed third wave feminism <clears throat> for now all the crap that you're gonna have to deal with. Like I say stuff to my daughter, my a kid, a boy tripped my daughter on the bus, and I was like, "That's where we are now. It's okay to do things like that to girls." And I'm just you, and I said to her, "I feel sorry for her, honey, but you can blame the women older than you. They brought it on you, and it's gonna get worse." He likes her, so you know that's what the Thanks, trip was Jerry, about. I didn't realize that's that. what that means. So back to it. When Mr. Hughes is in the building, everyone is on edge and stays focused that they are doing their job at their desk. Once Mr. Hughes leaves the township building, everyone wonders what he was doing there and what does he want this time. Again, going between tense, past to to present, to future. They can't make up their mind. How can you take this piece of garbage seriously? Or that maybe the people that the that worked in the township building didn't realize that Dave Hughes is a supervisor. <laughs> According to Ms. Stoll's, other supervisors are friendly and treat you like a human. Mr. Hughes gives the... Oh, wait, wait. I'm going to read it with punctuation. According to Ms. Stoll's, comma... Other supervisors are friendly and treat you like a human, comma. Mr. Hughes gives the impression that he is trying to catch you doing something you are not supposed to be doing. What, like chit-chatting? Um, looking at Oriental Trading, checking Facebook. Hey guys, the new Land's End magazine came in. Let's, let's choose what we're going to get. We had a confab in the lunchroom and we talked about Survivor for three hours. It didn't I, can we go back? Wasn't it like that some of the employees were complaining that they were being made to work eight hours? Wasn't that an issue like months and months and like a while ago? I don't really remember that. Something about how that Dave Hughes were like the people were complaining that they had to work forty hours and they were supposed to work to a certain time and and I guess Dave Hughes was there once or something like that and people had left for the day already and this happened like multiple times. I don't I don't remember that. So I'm not going to comment. I'll let it go. So, I mean, again, that should have been two sentences. And instead, they went with a comma. Should have been a period. (laughs) All right. Friendly and treat you like a human, period. Mr. Hughes gives the impression, go on. Mr. Hughes will ignore Ms. Stulls, but makes rude comments to others. Ms. Stulls heard that Mr. Hughes raised his voice, but was not present when it occurred. She heard that he raised his voice. Why is hearsay in this so investigation? This is, that makes it a fact. If she, if she heard about it, it makes it a fact. Mr. Hughes may be using the fact that he is hard of hearing as an excuse for raising his voice. If he is, pretty effing shrewd. <laughs> she heard but is not witnessed Mr. Hughes treating employees, female employees differently than male employees. Because females are more sensitive. She heard, but is not witnessed. 
So it's a fact. And it's in the report. Women are more sensitive. She does not observe interactions between Mr. Hughes and Ms. Savage. Ms. Stoles does not go to the meetings and does not watch the videos. She heard that Ms. Savage is not always nice to Mr. Hughes and can be snarky with him. Ms. Stoles says Mr. Hughes is not a nice person, but she does not have a problem with him. <laughs> if you take all I the- don't know him at all, but he's not a nice person. If you take all the hearsay out of this, this report would be a one and a half pages. Maybe. He has not been mean or nasty towards her, although her interactions are limited. She doesn't have a problem with him, but he's not a nice person. <laughs> Dude, if I don't think you're a nice person, I got a friggin' problem with you. Yeah, it's also like the people when somebody like famous dies and people are like, Rip, such, I'm so hurt. Like, you don't know them. You have no idea. Rachel, we just talked about this. Raquel Welch just died yesterday. And we're like, she was, you know, a knockout. The I most said, beautiful woman ever. I was reading me. it, and this is at this age, I was like, ah, she was a fox. My son's like, like, she was a fox? Like, literally? I'm like, no, never mind. So when he picked himself up off the floor, how did it go after that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but this, this report, I, I literally think just, it's just women are sensitive. So they think someone being loud and brash, and you could be like, you're really pretty. And they'd be like, oh, my God, settle down, dude. Like, you're so gorgeous. <laughs> Damn, you're hot. Right? But if you scream it, it doesn't seem as nice. No. Right? You look, you look very nice today. <laughs> Ms. Stoles to, told the story of Mr. Hughes prior to his election to the board when he asked for a copy of an audit. She was given a copy of the audit by the former assistant manager to give to Mr. Hughes because they did not want to speak with him. When providing the report to Mr. Hughes, he claimed the document was not what he asked for and implied if Ms. Stulls was stupid and if she was, quote, drinking the Kool-Aid was not what he asked for and implied if. Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like I, a third grader wrote it. it. It really is. It's insane. No wonder they wanted to keep it hidden. <laughs> we paid 18 grand for that. It doesn't just undermine their case with hearsay. Yeah. It also proves, once again, not only do they not know how to friggin' negotiate, they don't even know how to hire people who can speak this effing language. Let's also go back to, so how many times had you heard or saw someone saying that Dave Hughes sexually assaulted somebody? How many times have you heard it online? I heard it plenty of times, and not once have I ever heard that in a report. You know? That Dave Hughes sexually assaulted anyone. Mm-hmm. But they, they, Ted made that quite clear, right? He did. Okay, so Ted's a liar, just like we said. Oh, you're kidding. Mm. I hadn't realized. Next thing you're going to do is tell me he's bald. <laughs> and he wears khakis with sneakers. <laughs> and he doesn't coach. Pretends to be a track coach. <laughs> Truth talker in the chat says, The problem is when Dave Hughes came, they had to work. So let's all collude to get him back. Mm. And then says, did Vollmer do the investigation with crayons? <laughs> Who said that one? <laughs> Truth talker. Oh, I like it. Very good job. <laughs> but that's part, I think part of it, listen, we all know Dave Hughes can be brash and he can talk down to people. Let's just call it, okay? 
The guy can be a friggin' asshole. He can. There's not yeah. a question. He can talk down to people. So, and then you throw the loud and and all that. I get it. Trust me, I get it. But on the other hand, people are not. It's the same thing with when Elon Musk bought Twitter. People are okay. What are you doing? Like, I don't know if they're re- real or not, but I saw some of the Zoom meetings. Yep. And he would ask individual questions. And he'd be like, what do you do for lunch? And they're like, well, we leave every day. And how long do you take for lunch? Two hours. Okay, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> and the people just log off. You know what I mean? So people don't like him because he's calling them that you're, expect, you're expected to work. Mm-hmm. You're getting paid to work. The pe- And what does Dave say all the time at every meeting? He's asking these questions because he's standing up for the taxpayers and wanting to know where their money's going. Mm-hmm. And that's what they don't. These people just look at it as no. I swear, it's all society nowadays. It's like when you're seeing construction on the side of the road, and there's there's one young guy, and he's busting his balls digging the hole, and there's five guys standing around the hole watching him. Right. That's what I, all the I, America's filled with that. It's not just construction workers. Like he's assistant manager to the manager. <laughs> the assistant to the regional manager. Right. But that's why if someone if you had a cushy job and a new boss comes in like starts holding you to task and making sure you stay till five, not four fifty nine you know, fifty nine, mm-hmm. yeah, five. And you've been on easy street for years. Yep. And a new guy comes in and is like, Listen, I want you here at seven fifty nine fifty nine and I want you leaving at five o'clock. You should come in a little bit early if you want to get your coffee and stuff too. Right? Dude, I saw the absolutely worst example of this many years ago. Back in the 80s, I went to pick my sister up where she worked. She worked for a huge insurance company in Philly. So she's on one floor, and there's, you know, 50 or 75 people with with uh, desks or cubicles, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I go to pick her up because we're going somewhere. And it's 10 of 5, and I go up, and, and like, I'm I'm always content to just stand away and she she sees me and she waves me over it's 10 of five she's done at five she gets her stuff together and sits at her desk for the last 10 minutes with her purse in her lap i went what are you doing <laughs> i packed my stuff up i'm ready to go you got eight minutes you should be working i think we've all been guilty of that no dude <laughs> I never have. Dude, I used to hate it when I would close our locate our, our store. Someone comes in at like four fifty nine, fifty eight, and I'm like, son of a bitch. I got an hour do? commute, dude. What are you gonna do? <laughs> right? So I mean we can go through more and more of it, but but it's just it's repetitious. It's it's he's a great big meanie. It's it's a lot of really shitty grammar. And he was Dave Volmer uh Dave Volmer was his pet. Dave Vollmer was his pet. As we, that's not us saying that. That's what the report says. Yeah. Boy, did did that deal turn sour? Right. <laughs> maybe just like Trump has poor judgment. Maybe Dave Hughes doesn't have the best judgment in picking people. Maybe not. <clears throat> but so but but that I mean you know go to what what is the let's pull it up. Um, where is it? I'll get it in a second. Okay, it's exeter-twp-wikileaks.org. Go to that. 15 pages are up. It's it, it, it's astounding. I lost my place because I started reading it, and then we went and had dinner, and I came back and finished it. Yeah. 
the report says the same thing so many times with so yep. many different interviews. It was so repetitive where I started to lose my spot because I thought it was one and it was just a totally different woman saying the same exact thing. The report says the same damn thing over and over and over. Yeah. And and all of them say, didn't see it. Yep. But heard about it. So let's, let's uh, recap. Da- no talk of Dave Hughes sexual assaulting anybody. Right? Ted is bald. <laughs> um, a lot of the people didn't even see it themselves, anything mm-hmm. themselves. Excuse me. Dave Hughes is loud. Yep. Um, he can be brash. He yep. expects people to work. <laughs> that's, that's a craziness. Like I said, he's just being, he's just a regular old Hitler. You get to, you do your job, Hitler. The re- also, the report was written by a fifth grader. The supervisors kept it from us as yeah. long as they could. And lied. And lied repeatedly it's not just about that, the content. Right. They didn't just um, lie about it. They lied about it and kept it hidden so they could do their own narrative. Which right. is Which trying to get, I, I totally believe, like I said for months now, they were trying to do this to get Dave Hughes to resign. Right. And it didn't work because I think they just totally misjudged how stubborn he is. <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about a dog humping your leg? No, I don't. That's him. Oh. <laughs> Doesn't know how to stop. Right. Throw water on him. He's going to keep going. <laughs> He's going to get his. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. Is it, the whole report, that, that's, it proves why they didn't want it out. Yeah. Because every single thing they said then would look like lies, and now it is, and we know it was, which the, we knew from the beginning. The lies are exposed. It was written by a fifth grader. We paid $18,000 for that report. The way that's written. Yeah. The lawyer probably had his daughter in fifth grade. Ah, oh, you need some practice in grammar, honey. Okay, here, type this up. Maybe for had me. an intern writing it. An intern who was in fifth grade? Maybe. I'm telling you, it was a millennial. I got a grand on it. I got a grand on it. Okay, Kev, you want to take some calls? We can try, yeah. Okay, so if you want to talk about the report or anything else, 610-451-7085. And then we have some product news. 610-451-7085. While we're waiting for calls to come in. Exeter. Last night, boys basketball. Yep. Santander Arena. Great game. Y- you know, we decided, I, I decided I wasn't going to cover the BCIAA playoffs. And then it came down to Exeter, BC. They're my two schools. Yeah. Right? So I'm like, okay, we're going to cover that game. It was a great game. Somebody had to lose. Unfortunately, BC had to lose. But Exeter played a really great game. Yeah, I was at the Monday night game and they looked good. In the beginning, not so much. We were at the Monday night game. Yes. Monday night, they, they in the beginning didn't look that great, and then someone shook a tree, and then they woke up and yeah, still uh, played a little bit better uh, defense, and then had some takeaways and uh, started shooting a little bit better. I asked Matt Ashcroft, the coach, mm-hmm. about that. I said, I don't remember the way it went. I said, Matt, did you did you call a timeout and like clunk their heads together like Mo? He said, No, no, Jerry. He said. They're an experienced group. They figured it out all on their own. They corrected it yeah. without us. Yeah, that's I, I. 
when that, like I said to uh, Dominic Cachesio, I was like, man, when I played, if they played zone defense, it sucked for big men because you just you're constantly have you're going to have two or three people on you. You have mm-hmm. one in front of you, one behind you, and one to your right if you're on on the left side down low. Yep. But Anthony had a great game and, and um, fought through that. But those guys, they played well. I'll be at the game Friday night. Yeah, we're covering that game too. So it's going to be Exeter versus Reading for the county championship. And um, you know, I don't know. I, I I've seen some things online. People are saying yeah, Reading's going to really do a number on him. I don't know that. Yeah. Because Exeter is the only team that uh, they had one loss. Reading. Who did they lose to? Uh, some team from down in D.C. at a tournament in Jersey or something, <laughs> or in New York. What was their finish re- final record? Twenty-two and one. Hmm. So now they're twenty-three and one since they won last night. Also, who did they play last night? Uh, Wilson. And they beat him to death. Yeah. It was like fifty-nine to thirty or something. So. Reading had one real challenge in Berks County, and that was the game they played against Exeter. Exeter led most of that game, and they lost it in the last two minutes. Really? Yeah. They led the game almost from the start. So, I I mean, I don't know, man. I I, It could go either way, and and I think the Exeter boys could do it. Let's hope. Yeah. It's going to be fun to call the game. Say some prayers. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Mm. So we ain't got no calls. So let's go on to the T-shirts are ready. Yes, I've had some inquiries about them. I picked them up yesterday. They look sweet. Yes, they do. I forgot to bring yours. I put them together, put them on the counter, and walked out of the house without them. That happens. They look fundamentally elementary. Yes. (laughs) So they're they're very nice. On purpose. They're gray. With black design, and, and it has the four Gator One design on the back. Of course. And it has the Exeter Underground logo on the front. Nice. Like where the pocket would be. Yep. If, if it was a pocket t-shirt. And uh, the other one is just the definition of Dufresne. I got to get a picture up on yes. the website. I actually have the store created. Oh, do you? At ExeterExaminer.us. Take but some, I only have one of them. Take some pits, get up pictures there. up, get them, on the, get them on the socials. That's why I wanted to bring it here. I wanted you to be the model. Oh, geez. Okay. And I completely forgot them. So it's, uh, the t-shirts are ready. Maybe We're charging $28 for the che- t-shirts. For the cheese, too. I need for the cheese. cheese. <laughs> we'll give you cheese. <laughs> we'll throw in a little, I'll, I'll throw in a slice of cheese. Maybe I could stop by this weekend sometime to uh, take some pictures of it. Times are worthy. It's a good idea. Mm. Yeah, because we got to do it that way. So if you want a T-shirt... Let us know. Contact me and we'll figure it out. But yep. I do have the store created. I just did it in a half-assed way because I don't have enough to do. <laughs> Your plate's not full enough. Yeah, I don't have enough to do. i got to create a T-shirt <laughs> store, too. <laughs> they're, 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 they're good fun. i got to create a freaking T-shirt store. Not enough to do. <laughs> Yes. But yeah, you can get your shirts. Get them up. Get them while they're hot. So, folks, that's the Exeter Underground number 43. We appreciate you listening. We hope you enjoyed it. I mean, I put a lot of work into that friggin' song. I hope you, you liked it. <laughs> it was good. It was good. <laughs> it only matters if we like it. Let's it's true. Who cares about them? <clears throat> Some people, I mean, it's. Um, did Connie, t- did Connie listen to it? Probably not. 
Listen to what? Oh, no, no. I just finished it this morning. It's a bit much. Oh, she would. She'd be, <laughs> you're not going to play it. Too late. I already did. <laughs> Don't play that one. A little late for that one. <laughs> Golly. See, that's part of the problem. I don't have a meter. Or a conscience? <laughs> or a, I don't have a conscience. That's the problem. <laughs> no, it's not a meter. It's, it's, I don't think anything was wrong with that song. You don't think the use of the word puss was out of line? No. Not really. <laughs> not considering But I'm not matter. everybody. You're not. You're almost as conscienceless as I am. Almost. <laughs> well, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were raised different. So, folks, thanks for listening to the Exeter Underground number 43. If you missed any portion or if you missed it completely, the show will be available for podcast almost immediately after we shut down the mics. Because there was no F words in this show, so we don't have to edit it out. Yeah, not much. Mm-mm. It's a matter of compressing, limiting, and shooting that up. Send it out. Yep. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back. Oh, one other thing we should discuss very quickly. Yes. Uh, what time, and we can't change just yet, but we're going to have to change the time of the live show. Uh, what, till the evenings? Did yes, we're going to have to move to the evenings. Didn't we used to do it at 6.45? We did, but but last year during baseball season, I ran into two times when the 6.45 got sabotaged. 7, 7.15? Push it back 15, 20 minutes? Can we, go, can we go to eight? Yeah. Can we go to eight? Yeah. Is that doable for you? Yeah. Are you going to die? Might have to drink some bangs or some Red Bulls, but I'll, I can make it work. You sure? Mm-hmm. Okay, so we'll determine a night. I'm probably, it's going to probably work out perfectly with my new thing that I don't want to talk about, but yeah. Okay. So at, um, so we'll go with eight o'clock, but we'll determine a night that'll work best for us. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be good. Get your shirts. Contact Jerry for some shirts. If you want to yeah. see some elementary uh, third grade drawing. They're awesome shirts. Maybe as soon as we get done and I get everything posted, I'll put it's the other like thing kind of like an in out. thing, too. Because if you know what 4Gator 1 stands for. Yep. I still want to get D. De- I want to gotta contact my uh, some people about getting those decals made. Okay. For the extra underground. I know somebody who makes decals. So do I. I know a lot of people that make them. I know one person, and she's local. So there. No, mine are local, too. Okay. Well, we'll we'll fight about it We'll later. get three bids. <laughs> That's it. We'll set the example. Yes. We'll get three bids. I'll call Dave and be like, how many bids do we need to get for a decal? <laughs> Outside decals for cars. And he'll, he'll do this. What do I care? <laughs> you look great. <laughs> what do I care? I can't hear you. <laughs> Wait a minute. Kevin, that's not a woman's name. I shouldn't be talking to you like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing. All right, folks. That's it. We're out. We'll see you next week. Peace, peace. Thank you for joining us for the Exeter Underground. Join us again next week for more news and analysis of all that is happening in Exeter. This has been a production of Jerry Gelliff Media. Uh-huh.